0: of mediocrity. The shores of Lake Erie to the banks of the mighty Cuyahoga River, live from Cleveland, Ohio, USA, from the War Room. This is the Emperor's Court here in First World Productions, VTWProductions.com. I am your host, The Emperor, joined in studio by no one? Yes, folks, unfortunately, it's true. Highlander will not be here this evening. It turns out Highlander has landed himself a new job. And unfortunately, his training uh, is taking place this evening, so he will not be in attendance tonight. So you have yours truly, just me, until 8 o'clock this evening. Uh, we're going to shave off an extra hour. For those of you who checked out the website before the show began at Productions.com. you notice that we're shaving off an hour because I have in-laws to say goodbye to and take care of. They are moving out of state. We wish them all the very best. Uh, but I will uh, be jetting out of here about 8 o'clock. That's why we're starting a few minutes early as well. So Highlander will not be here this evening. Unfortunately, he has to work. Um. Before you ask, does this have any bearing on future shows? Y- yes and no, it might. I think we'll know more in the next couple of weeks as to whether or not uh, how that's going to pan out. But we'll find out. Uh, I will probably find out later this weekend and let you know. We may have to move days, may move time slots, or we might not have to move at all. I don't know. I guess we'll find out. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, here's how you can get on the show. Here's anything you need to know. Here's how you can get in touch with the guys. Send an email to them at emperor1g at net. Or join us in IRC at irc.quakenet.org in channel VTW. All right, folks, we have a lot to get to this evening, but uh, let me bring you up to date on things that have been going on over this past week. So how was everybody's week? Did you watch the royal wedding? Did you get up at some god-awful early time here in the States to watch it? It would have been, I think, 4 a.m. here in the United States on the East Coast when it began. I did not. I was actually homesick on Friday. I had a massive migraine. I felt very uh, crappy. The weather change around here has been horrific. Uh, It's been the rainiest April on record. So we had 80-degree weather on Wednesday, and then it plummeted Friday, plummeted more today. It's going up again tomorrow. So I was just sick as a dog. I did not see any of it. I slept through the whole thing. I was dead to the world. Now, I did get to see some of the clips after the fact, and i got to say I don't give a damn. As an American, I, I don't care. I really don't. They blew $35 million on this wedding in the middle of a horrible economy for the United Kingdom. And that supposedly is a good thing. Look, you know, a lot of our guys died so that we didn't have to give a fuck about the royal wedding. Bottom line. And I'm sure William and Kate are nice people. I'm sure they're great. I don't really care about pissing off our British fans because that's kind of the way it is. But did any of you actually watch the show? That's really what it was. I'm going to get right down to it. That's exactly what this was. It was a show. It was a pageant. Everybody playing dress-up, everybody having fun. Bringing some of the comments in the IRC. Divine Grigory said he wasn't interested and he missed it. Zan says he avoided it and it was in his time zone. Let's see. Onan says, I had a funeral, so he didn't go. Sen says he couldn't care less, didn't see it. So I think it's pretty universal. That's weird because I was looking to see some ratings, and this is, this is my only real interest in it, to see how many people actually tuned into to this, uh, this play that kind of went out in front of us. They said apparently 17 million people in the U.K. watched it on TV and the interwebs. They said millions here in America. I don't know exactly how true that is. I do know they had six different networks in the United States carrying it, including all three of the 24-hour news channels. So, best of luck to them. I, I don't know. I just don't care. But that was that was the big thing. That was the the news of the week, pretty much everywhere you went. You couldn't avoid it. Even here in the United States, it's all about the royal wedding, 24-hour coverage beginning 4 a.m. Look, no one cares. There's not enough going on with this thing. Unless the IRA is bombing shit or those anarchists are running a rampant through the streets. Or you know the Muslims were riding in in London. there is not enough going on that justifies twenty four hours of programming i don 't care about the dress i don 't care about what william 's wearing or Harry or Dickie or whatever the other names of all the different royals are i don 't care no one does you can 't make up enough shit to float this thing. For twenty-four hours, I could have done some awesome play-by-play of it had they let me. In fact, heads up for future reference: Hey Harry, buddy, I know you're a fan, and I outrank you, being an emperor and you being a lowly prince. Just a thought, buddy. When you get married, give me a call. I'll do some play-by-play for you. It'll make it interesting. I'll make it a lot more entertaining than what I saw yesterday on the clips after the fact. There's an open carriage and a bunch of guys that pretending to be cavalry. And nobody cared. There was no rioting. There was no fighting. There was no, you know, threats. And it, this kind of, because uh, funny, I was watching MSNBC. I think it was MSNBC. And this big thing about how they were, the Scotland Yard or MI5 or whomever was expecting Irish dissidents in Northern Ireland to, you know, launch a bunch of bombs and, and attack a bunch of shit during the wedding to disrupt things. And I saw nothing actually take place. I don't think the IRA is even around. I mean, the, the IRA is not even around anymore. So I'm not really even exactly sure who it was they were expecting to do anything. There's a couple small groups. But really, that's pretty much that's bad press to attack on a wedding. So I really wasn't expecting anything, and nothing happened. Devine Gerger says, Kate is supposed to be pregnant, is hence the wedding. I don't know. She looked pretty thin to me. Her sister looked pretty hot pretty bad when your sister who's two years younger is hotter than you i wouldn't know my sister's not hotter than i am so ha and this says i was under the impression you were going into the live birth commentary business that <laughs> could do that speaking of births live births that's the other big news story here And i know this has nothing to do with games but i kind of get this real shit out of the way real stuff and apparently the President of the United States has finally released his long-form birth certificate. Well, it's about goddamn time. It only took you months and months and months and months and months. We've only had this entire three-ring circus going around all over the news, blocking anything else of any kind of interest. Before he finally released the damn thing, maybe now we can put this thing to bed and get back to the business at hand. Which is trying to fix the mess you put us in, you dick. These are all talking points I already had planned out. I was going to kind of needle Highlander with them, but without him here, it's... Kind of falls on deaf ears. It would have been awesome with Vaer here. We could have tagged him, but again, he's not here either. He's working. Baron's working. Vaer's working. Highlander's working. I'm starting to feel a little weird that I didn't work today. It's, today's the first Saturday I haven't worked in like two months. Speaking of which, see, I, I just this is a professional. Folks, write down some notes. This is how you segue from one subject to another. This is how the professionals do it. Speaking of working on Saturdays, the marathon show, which we had originally scheduled for next week, May the 7th, has been postponed until May the 28th. I, unfortunately, must work Saturdays, every Saturday except for the final one of the month. So it'll be May the 28th when we do the marathon show. Van says there was a rumor about Kate's pregnancy. I, I, I don't care. We should be having quadruplets. I don't give a do shit. So the marathon show will be May 28th from noon until 1230 at night. That's the plan, anyways, until I find out when Highlander comes back tomorrow and says, Hey, Amp, um, about the marathon show, I can't make it. I've got to work on Saturdays. In which case, I am pissed. And we'll have to go to the bullpen, bring up Varyar and Baron and everybody else as long as possible. So May the 20th, mark it on your calendars. Trust me, you're not doing anything that day. If you had anything going on, you wouldn't be listening to me right now. But you are. If you want to contribute to the marathon show, you can. Uh, There's a post I made in the VTW Productions forums. Go to vtwproductions.com. Check it out. And it's right there. It says uh, it's in the Emperor's Court forums that you can contribute to the uh, show. Hang on a second. Turn up a little bit and I can hear myself in my headphones. Kind of. But you can contribute to the show, to the marathon show, by submitting like a, either a, like a three-man play or a fanfic or something we can read some kind of creativity that we can kind of leech off of because there's only so much we can do for a 12-hour show. I'm going to be a wreck. I can tell. You have no socialized, Solex. That's why you're here. Who are you lying to? I, that works out. They don't have to worry about missing M for the Derby. Who the hell cares about the Derby? It's a bunch of freaking horses. Nonetheless, I could hit, use help with the best of the quickening to return of the racism. So anybody who wants to help out none left, if there's any uh, particular uh, segment or rant or section of the quickening that you liked since June, send it to uh, none left. You can find them on the forums. You can find them in the IRC. Usually ventrilo. If you want to spot me some content, if i none left, I can read that out. How about an erotic fanfic with Emp and Highlander? That's pretty gay. So no. Spire says, "I hope Go Hex's show won't affect the marathon." No, it won't, because I believe he's uh, leeching off of Sundays now. So more power to him. Onan's already contributed something. Yes, I do have that Onan. Uh, yes, little Rex says better. Rex says better. Make sure the Skype phone is working by then. Yeah, amen. Because if I can actually have you guys call in over the course of twelve hours, now and again, that'll help kind of stretch things out too. The long pauses of dead air. It's none left rep n u n l e f t r e p at gmail dot com. There you go. special request for the secretly a bear dating advice. Question on the left. Not racist, but still awesome. From Xanath. See, Goomba boy has arrived to show up. I should have had Goomba show up, come over to the, to the uh, studio and help sit in on the show. He's been sending in a, a steady stream of good content as of late. So where to jump in, folks? Where to go? We have a lot to talk about this evening. How about we keep it close to home to start off with? And I find there's a little bit of irony to this one. I don't know how many of you are actually Madden fans. I Personally, I am not. I am not a big uh, uh, sports fan when it comes to playing online or playing games. I much prefer to actually play the games themselves than playing, say, a Madden NFL football on your PlayStation. I'd rather go outside and throw the football. But that's because I'm athletic and suddenly and awesome, whereas most of you are not. I understand that. But bear with me. This is from the blogs at NFL.com. For those who do not know, there was recently a poll, a competition, a ladder, if you will, where it pitted, I think it was, 32 different players against each each other that could be voted on by the fans for the cover of Madden NFL 2012. Yes, I'm aware that right now the NFL is in a lockout mode, which was reinstituted today. There will be no football next year as things stand today. But that doesn't mean we can't squeeze another 60 bucks out of you for another Madden game that is exactly like the last five years. Only the names and the teams have been updated. So why do I care about this, you ask? Well, if you don't care about football, why are you asking? I'm glad you brought that up, Kermit. Uh, The reason I care about this is that it came down, the final two people were the dog killer, Michael Vick, the current quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles, and from the dog pound the smash-mouth running back for the Cleveland Browns, Peyton Hillis, who had his breakout season last year for the Cleveland Browns. It came down to these two as to which one would be on the cover of Madden 2012. Now, it's not necessarily all a good thing to be voted on this because there is a bit of a curse that comes with the Madden uh, 2012. Anybody who's been on the cover of Madden, not everybody, but quite a few people, this is kind of like the curse of SSI, if you appear on the uh, cover of Sports Illustrated, your team is doomed to suck that year. It's happened every year for baseball. Anyways, the curse of of Madden is this. Any person that has graced the cover of Madden has come down with injury or with horrible seasons. Examples. Let's see. A Madden game is released a year ahead of time. For example, yada, yada. All right, The first player to be seen on the cover of Madden was Garrison Hurst, the running back for the 49ers. Because John Madden was on the cover of all the previous ones. Anyways, previous to that, in 1998, he rushed for a career 1,500 yards, seven touchdowns. But Hurst would sustain a serious ankle ailment in the postseason loss to the Falcons and was not able to return to action until 2001. So in 2000, and I'm sorry, 99, in 2000, he was down, injury. Barry Sanders, 2000, rushed for 1,400 yards, lots of touchdowns, did great. Well, in 2000, and that year he was on there, he went to rush for a 224 yards and three touchdowns. Absolutely horrible. Eddie George, a product of the Cleveland State Buckeyes, I'm sorry, the Ohio State Buckeyes, running back for the Titans in 2001 was on the cover. He seemed to avoid it in 2000, only to be caught up to it later when he averaged a mediocre 876 yards in 2001. Dante Culpepper, the quarterback for the Vikings, 2002. Well, he had a shitty year, too, in 2001. Injury was out. Uh, He missed the final five weeks of the season. Marshall Falk, 2003. He was a Hall of Famer, and he was on the cover in 2003. Well, he would never again reach the 1,000-yard mark, which he had hit every single year of his career since 1996, following that year. Michael Vick, who's been on there before, 2004? Well, we all know what happened to him. But he was only able to make five starts in 2004, with just 585 yards passing, 255 rushing. Horrific. Horrific. Ray Lewis, Donovan McNam, Sean Alexander, Vince Young, Brett Favre, Larry Fitzgerald, Drew Brees. Every year from 99 forward, all the covered players have had horrific seasons either by injury or terrible performance following appearing on the cover of Madden. So, eh. Tech Priest wants to know this is a live show. It's an interactive pre-recorded show, you dunce. <laughs> nice. We're just all here listening to the archives, friends. <laughs> Tech Priest says he's been out celebrating a Valborg. So what's happening with the show? What the hell is Valborg? V-A-L-B-O-R-G. I'm, I'm interested, Tech Priest. What the hell is Valborg? Speaking of celebrating, by the way, happy birthday to Digit. I don't see her in the crowd this evening, but uh, happy birthday to her. She missed last week's show, so I was giving her the business. She claims it was her birthday. So happy birthday to her. And Devon Grigas says, the Browns haven't been seen, haven't been that impressive a team, so this really changed things in the end. Well, I think they had a much better season last year. Zen says, everyone's always fucking asked that question every week without fail. Well, the you answer then, you dick, because I still don't know. I'm still, I'm stunned by IRC. Where the hell is, there- I- maybe it's Valborg. I'm used to having 300 people in IRC. We got like 50 tonight. I mean, you guys reacted, and I'm glad to have you on board. And I understand the vast majority listen to the uh, podcast, so I guess it's kind of a moot point. But And still, Volvo... okay, Tech Priest must not be able to type very fast because there's no answer yet. Anyways, Peyton Hills came down against uh, Michael Vick in a show-off, or a face-off, where all the fans of the NFL could log on to NFL.com or Madden or whatever the fuck it was, and vote for who they wanted in. Well, as a 3 to one The Dog Pound defeated the Dog Killer with Peyton Hillis going on the cover. The only thing the Cleveland fans have had to celebrate in the last 60 years. The only thing we've actually won. So Peyton Hillis, the running back of the Cleveland Browns, will appear on Madden's NFL 2012. They'll release later this year for the PlayStation 3, the Wii, as well as the Xbox 360. Regardless if there's a season or not. Solex says, is working on the erotic fanfic. That's kind of hot. I've seen her picture, and all of you guys have. Tech Priest says, we burn a big fire to celebrate the spring. That sounds very pagan-ish. Remind me, or, <laughs> remind me to wipe you from the face of the earth. Gunboy says, they, they might go unbeaten this year. That's true. Might be the first Brown season we've had. No losses in uh, living memory. Devine Gregory says they may have a better season for the Browns so far as I know have never been that exciting a team to watch. Really? Well, see, there you are incorrect because Goomba Boy and I grew up in the age of the Browns in the 80s and early 90s when they were God's gift to football. They were awesome. They always lost the Broncos in the championship game, who then went on to lose the Super Bowl every single time. Oh, well. So congratulations to Peyton Hillis. Here's to hoping he doesn't die. I wonder if they'll include it as a curse if he doesn't actually play in the next season because of the lockout. Well, he went out in a rush for 20 touchdowns and 1,000 yards, and the following year didn't have anything. No yards rushed, no touchdowns. I mean, I guess technically you could go go that direction and say, well, it's a curse because the NFL season didn't happen. Thanks. Way to go, Peyton Hillis. Now, granted, this is already happening. Excuse me when I get a drink of water. It's been a while since I had to carry on the whole show myself. I'm out of throwback Pepsi, as it happens. You know, also out of ice be root beer, I meant to pick up some, but I haven't had a chance. I've not been in the store. Friday, I was dead to the world. I went home Thursday, went home sick, had a horrible migraine, went to bed, woke up like noon Friday, the horrible headache. This weather sucks. The 80s, the Bears, they won in 85. They won one game. One game, and where have they been since? Name me one Super Bowl the Bears have returned to since then. There have been, like, one. Tech Priest says, most of our traditions here is based on North mythology. No, it's not. Norse mythology, gay. Isn't North mythology, isn't there some, like, God that turns himself into a female horse? So that some other horse screws him so that he gives birth to another horse that has, like, eight legs? I don't know. That's pretty weird, man. Trying to open this packet of, uh... What I do is I like to get these packets of powder that you can put in your, um, water. It's not cocaine. Actually, it's crystal light. It pretty damn good. Marquez says, let me guess, you're out of uh, throwback peps because a group of high school punks went by your house. (laughs) I'll give you credit for that. Kind of funny. Um, I came across this today. Uh, I need a pair of scissors or some damn thing to cut this thing open with. I've never had this kind of problem opening it before. It's really annoying. Yeah, Odin's horse, Slepper. Thank you, Divine. See, I know my Norse mythology. And if I remember correctly, and I don't know that I do... It was Loki that turned himself into, a, like, a horse or something. So they have sex with another horse, and they give birth to a third horse that then, then Odin ran around on. And Odin, there's a guy. There is a god I'd like to worship. Gives his eye so he can, like, mate with the tree of life, or the tree of knowledge, so that he knows everything. It's not crystal meth. I don't have the money for that. I work for the government. We don't get paid dick. Uh ah, screw it out to get a pair of scissors during the break. There we go. Okay. Now, I was going through my uh, boxes today because we moved into the house a few months ago. And a lot of my boxes that have most of my games, I have not unpacked. Now, I've got some shelving finally in the war room. Actually, out of the way in, in the laundry room where you can't see it off to the side. Uh, Divine Gregory, I would point out that the Cleveland Browns have more NFL championships than the Bears do. Uh, scoreboard, thank you, and I'll shut the fuck up. Having said that, um, I, as I was going through, I actually came across my original StarCraft 1 box from way back in the day. I also found my, uh, Warcraft 2, and Warcraft 1, Warcraft 2, and, uh, the expansion, Beyond the Dark Portal. But it was kind of a, a cool little thing. Inside, and this is one thing I always liked about Blizzard, one of the few things, is that they always give you a Blizzard pad of stationery that you get to write notes and shit down on. In that StarCraft box, I found an unused pad of Blizzard stationery. I actually still use, I still have a few sheets left of the Warcraft 2 one that I got way back when. Let's see. The eye was given to gain wisdom. Yeah, I said that, Fretz, thanks. Raging to a bunch of no-lifers over the radio isn't normal, but on meth it is. (laughs) So that's my excuse. I was on meth, man. It's the only reason I'm podcasting. Your gods is awesome, Yeah, Your grammar sucks. At least my god has proper grammar. Oh, and people still worship mine. Oh. Because I write down a lot of notes, uh, as I'm, especially as I'm, yeah, it's kind of funny. And maybe a, a bit, well, maybe it's not healthy. You guys tell me. When I play StarCraft Risk, I write down on a pad of paper all of, all the names of everybody that teams me or backstabs me or lies to me. So when I find them in-game later down the road, I know who to go for right at the start of the game. Case in point, and this is how vindictive I am. Last night, now this is probably about 8 o'clock, and this is after chugging about half a bottle, half a bottle of aspirin to get rid of this friggin' headache. Down here, and... It was starting I was, no not the false emperor this was a guy named Ragnarok speaking of uh, Norse mythology and this bitch I, I get up now now granted you got to get the full story here playing Starcraft risk and I we're playing World War and I control actually a, a rather large empire as it happens, I'm probably the second guy on the map by a couple points. I got up and went away to have dinner with my family and left the game running only because they didn't realize how late at night it was, and I didn't realize Mystic Mim was making dinner this late, but whatever. So I come back, and I sit down, and I realize that I'm now dead. I said, okay, well, 20 minutes has gone by, but the reason I'm dead is because the person that I had an alliance with decided to attack me, and of course, I was not here. I was AFK. He went and steamrolled my empire, took me out. Well, it's not very good. But apparently, before he did that, I was able to accumulate a large group of wealth, which I then gave to the guy he was fighting, because he were able to ally in the World War mod. Gave it to the guy he was fighting, who then spent it and beat him by buying tanks and, you know, rates and troops and what have you. So I start, you know, fit, verbally abusing this asshole, calling him out. and wrote down his name. It's right here. Ragnarok. So then I quit out of the game. He loses that game. I quits out. So we join the next one at the same time. I wait three turns then to find out where he's going to start uh, building his empire, because so we were playing normal mode, which is that it takes the map, all 199 or 96 cities, and divides them evenly amongst the amount of people, evenly distributed across the map. Find out where he started, found my closest base to him, spent all my money buying troops, went in there, and I just went in behind him and just raped his bases. I took one base in every single one of the countries, so he didn't get any income. Basically, I killed myself in killing him because you have to move very quickly in the beginning of the game. If you don't, you don't win because everybody else will have a small little empire and have income to draw off of. Of course, he knows this. He knows that I'm the one he ticked over in the previous game. So he starts screaming at me and he quits out. Of course, I immediately follow suit. I'm not trying to win this game at this point. I'm just trying to make his life a living hell. So we both join the next game at the same time. He apparently does not notice that I'm in the lobby. So the next game begins. I do the exact same thing to him. Two more games. The course of half an hour is wasted. Three games in a row, half hour, are ruined for him. His parting words were, I'm just going to have you banned. Now, I don't know how he could. and It's not like I don't have enough other shit I can go play if need be. But is that too vindictive? Am I being too big of a dick? By writing down the names of players that have screwed me over so they're the first ones I gun for down the road. And you know what? It's also a bit of a reminder for myself, too, to make sure I'm not making alliances with people that I know I can't trust, that have backstabbed me in the past. But I'm just putting this blizzard stationary to good use. That's really the, the kind of the point of all this. Luckily, almost all the boxes I need to move are just about done. I've got to tell you, it's a bitch and a half on my hands. I'm wearing a brace as we speak. Francis, Emp is not a merciful god. No, I'm not. I'm a very vengeful one. All your bases do belong to Emp. See, I'm not vindictive, but I am an ass. <laughs> the lead actors. I pick on people like that in the multiplayer. In every multiplayer community. Tech priest says, but you are kind of that, you, you're you the good kind of a dick. Nice. Dina loves me. So There's one chick that actually can stand me right now. Guma says, there's no such thing as too big a dick. I agree. <laughs> Little, Rex, Little Rex says, I've been doing the same thing since StarCraft 1. I did try installing uh, Warcraft 2 uh, today. I got a bug up my ass a couple of days ago to start playing Warcraft 2 again. Uh, online specifically. I don't even know why. Imp is neutral evil? No, I'm just, I'm just evil. I'm opportunistic evil. Unfortunately, uh, it turns out that uh, Warcraft 2 does not play well with Windows 7 64-bit. So at least on the Whopper, I cannot get... Is this is the original... DOS version CD of Warcraft Two. I'm probably going to find a version of the Battle.net edition, but I haven't been able to do that yet. The problem is, I'm, I'm kind of I could buy one off eBay for relatively cheap, about 15 bucks, but I worry about doing that because these days you have to register your uh, your activation CD key. With Battle.net. So you can actually have it fused to your account. If you do that, then you can go ahead and sell the disc to somebody else. They can't use them. And that's what I'm afraid of doing, is spending the money, getting the game, only to find out that I can't use it. Dina says, Warcraft 2 Online. I can't even beat the AI. Now, granted, I'll say the AI was harder than it was in Warcraft 3, but, I mean, come on, it's not that hard. But, yes, I'd like to get Warcraft through the Battle.net edition. If I can get that running, and right now I don't believe there's any... I don't know that it would work... System. Will, it run, will it run on a DOS emulator? DOSBox, I think, would probably work. I did download DOSBox. For the life of me, I couldn't, get, I couldn't figure out how to get it to work. I mean, I, DOSBox opens. I just don't know how you get the game to run in DOSBox. No, you didn't have to register back then, right. But when Battle uh, when Battle Edition, Warcraft 2 Battle Edition came out, I believe it did come with the CD key much like StarCraft did and Diablo did, etc. So you can tie those to your Battle.net account. I called Blizzard directly. I actually called their customer service, and they said they do not sell the game, which kind of bummed me out. But I've got the original discs. I mean, well, I've actually got the, the jewel case for Beyond the Dark Portal. I don't have the CD. That's missing. I do have Beyond the Dark Portal 2 and another one that was done by a third-party company that's like 50 extra Warcraft 2 maps. So we got a bunch of of extra CDs and stuff, because back then a lot of companies made you know, third-party expansions to these games. Like, I remember uh, StarCraft 1 uh, Insurrection was not made by Blizzard. It was an expansion for StarCraft. There was another one, I think, called Retribution, which was made by a German company. We sold that at the game store I worked for Way back in high school, when I was in uh, probably seventh or I'm sorry, eleventh grade, and I bought it. I've got a copy of it, one of the few, because Blizzard sued the company and had us yanked them off the shelves. In fact, uh, none left. You can hunt that down: StarCraft Insurrection and StarCraft Ret- I think it's Retribution. And see what you can pull up on those. If you can find any information. Now, I mean, if there was a, a, a DOS emulator that was not unuser friendly. I would give it a shot. I don't even know why. I just recently had a you know, like I I bug up my ass to play Warcraft 2. I saw it being played online and I'm thinking to myself you know what, maybe I could record a couple throwback Warcraft 2 games get some people to play them do some play-by-play record that and then play it for the marathon show. Wouldn't that be a hoot? There it is. Starcraft Retribution. Let's see. I'm going to pull this thing up. I've never really known the whole story but I, that's what I was told by my boss at the time. Retribution, an authorized expansion pack to StarCraft Brood War, was published in 1998 by WizardWorks Software, independently from Blizzard Entertainment, and authorized by Blizzard as an expansion pack. Retribution works within the limits of the original StarCraft game engine and does not add any explicitly new content to the game, although it does contain over 120 new multiplayer maps and a large single-player campaign. Huh. That's very weird. I know for a fact that we were told that Retribution was not authorized by Blizzard and we had to take them off the shelf. I'm almost positive that was the case. Uh, Thank you, Little Rex, for StarCraft Insurrection. Let's take a look at this one. Uh, supplement for StarCraft and was released on July 30, 31st, 1998. Although produced by Aztec New Media, Blizzard Entertainment authorized Insurrection as an expansion pack. All right, so this one was authorized as well. That's interesting because I thought this one was not authorized. Granted, I'm going back on 15 years of memory here. So the expansion pack did not require StarCraft Brood War, and the missions could be accessed in the same manner as any fan missions via the custom game screen and selecting the first mission of the desired campaign. Uh, There's more than 100 new maps and 30 campaign missions that took place during Episode 1 on a different planet. So there you go. Uh, I own Homeworld and Homeworld 2. I also have the Battlestar Galactica mod for Homeworld 2, which, by the way, although it doesn't work, looks badass. Goomboy, Goomboy says, check Home of the Underdogs. They list a bunch of support stuff. To run the add-on where they list, interesting. Dina says I can't beat the first campaign level of Beyond the Dark Portal either faction. Really? That's the one where we invade Drenor. If, if memory serves, and I think Dinaath is your hero. Really, I—I'm pretty sure I breezed right through it. I mean, they were—they were challenging campaigns, certainly more challenging than the other games that Blizzard have come out with since. But I—I I could have swore I blew right through those. Uh, Dean, I'd have to go back. If I can actually get it working at some point, I'll go back and play it. See if I can give you a couple tips, if I can get this working. Redbox kiosks to offer video game rentals. This one's from Geek.com. If you thought that Redbox kiosks were only good for snagging a movie to watch on the way home from a long day at work, get ready to think again. The famous red disc dispensing kiosk will start spitting out video games starting on June 17th. So this apparently already happened. I'm sorry, uh, no, it's coming up this June 17th. Offering titles for the PlayStation 3, the Xbox 360, and the Nintendo Wii for 2 bucks a day. Yeah. I guess looking back on it, that's kind of cheap compared to how it used to be. It used to be like 3 4 bucks to rent a game for a day, but these days that seems kind of expensive. The new game rentals have been uh, in testing at about 5,000 locations around the country for more time now, but Redbox says that they're finally ready to expand the program to their other 21,000 kiosks. According to the press release, video games will be introduced at the same time as Blu-ray discs at Redbox locations nationwide. Redbox will, be making, uh, will make Discovering the latest games as easy as a trip to the local grocery, convenience, or drugstore, according to their VP of Games. It's difficult for Redbox's move, not to be seen as a shot across the bow of companies that also rent games like Gamefly and Blockbuster. Blockbuster is the only competitor that has a local cast presence to compete with Redbox, whereas Gamefly's business model relies completely on disc-by-mail. Think of uh, Gamefly for those who aren't familiar with it. It's like a Netflix, but with video games instead. That's kind of interesting that you can actually go and rent it now from the Redbox. I personally have never used a Redbox. Uh, Miss Mim's kind of been jumping down my throat to sign up for Netflix. But I'm, I've I mean, kind of been torn it by this. Maybe you guys have a good idea. Uh, we're kind of getting off on a tangent. But here's the thing. Um... I can stream my Netflix through the computer. I mean, obviously, the Whopper is more than capable of handling it, even the old Whopper. I also, by the way, Tech Priest, I own Sins of a Solar Empire. In fact, I'm, I have the box here in my hand. I don't know if you can hear it, but I have it. I did not get the expansion. I got uh, Sins of a Solar Empire when the game first came out. Uh, and 9 and I played. Um, it was okay. I mean, the multiplayer just took forever and a day. Hazard says the holy cause a lot of people in here. No, there isn't. Dude, this is nothing. This sucks compared to what we normally get. Anyways, uh, I can stream Netflix through the Whopper or through the Whopper Junior, the Whopper 2. I can stream it through my DVD player or my my uh, PlayStation 3. Now the three I got is a 60 gigabyte. Here's my concern. If I stream the Netflix through the 360, I'm sorry, through my uh, PlayStation 3. Or my computer, am I going to put it in unnecessary strain? Is it going to burn out? I have a friend at work who we've been swapping animes back and forth, and she has the same thing. has a 360 has a PlayStation 3, the 60 gigabyte, and she has burned hers out twice. In fact, unfortunately, she's got one of my discs, again, stuck in her system. She's got the first disc of Code Geass stuck in her system. She has to send it back to Sony. It happened three weeks ago when I gave her uh, Evangelion. The last disc got stuck in there. So my concern is, am I going to be using up the three, the uh, PlayStation Three too much, too much strain if I'm streaming Netflix through it? Or would it be better to try and go through my DVD? My, uh, I have a Samsung Blu-ray DVD player, and you know, that's about the last time I rented too. It was about the S N E S days. Archbishop Rig says the amp uh, says get Netflix. It's the greatest thing ever. She wants to do it for her workout video. She's into her health nut routine again. You can always tell when the weather breaks, so this Mystic Mim gets on her health nut kick. She starts running. She's lifting weights. She's making me look like a slug. I feel I, I hate her for it, too. Disc stuck in her system, you ass. I said disc. Thank you, Dina. Rain in the uh, hormonally deficient over there. I actually got to pick up, I've got uh, the newest version of, I mean, to the first reincarnation of Evangelion when they re-released it, I saw it, and it's a, uh, a pre-release event at Otakon. Was it last year, I think it was, or two years ago? But I have not picked up the newest one, the newest two. I meant to do that. I like the left. point. Anything you say will be misquoted and used against you. Apparently so. Especially with this group of people. Hey, Fretz, how about an update on my Minecraft uh, fortress? What the hell is going on? Is it finished? Thank you, Goomba Boy. I was waiting for it. I knew somebody was going to say, is it a floppy disk? Is it a hard disk? I knew that was where you're going. (laughs) Ha, 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 none of you are original. You all suck. Saw that coming a mile away. Blow it out your ass. I think I would try to run through my DVD player if I had the option. I never actually tried that though. I got to figure that out. I'm considering it. The thing is, I just don't want to. I don't watch a whole lot of TV. There just there isn't a lot going on. There's not a whole lot of TV I just I really care about that I want to see. And most of the stuff I want if I want to, I can just go online and watch it now. Yeah, I can go to the network that actually releases it, or I can go to Hulu.com and watch it. Fred says, it's not finished. But we're expanding deeper into the Earth. So we're anchoring the entire fortress into the crust of the planet. I like where this is going. No, you don't get paid says, for the most part, it's good to go, though. I believe it's uh, where it was when we left off, aside from massive terraforming. Get rid of cable and get Netflix. Yeah, see, that's the problem. Is Mystic Beam watches all those stupid cooking shows. Cupcake Wars and Cake Wars and Ice Cream Battles and... The April turnover genocide. and You know what? Uh, a buddy at work, of, a legal tender, you guys all know him. He did the same thing with his roommate. They got rid of cable altogether and kept the Internet. Now everything he does, he watches on TV. Shut up, good boy. I was not watching the wedding. <laughs> no, left ice cream battles, cupcake wars, and one America's fat. Uh, this coming from in Australia, which I believe, unless I, uh, I'm mistaken, Australia is a fatter nation percentage per capita than America. Yeah, there you go, kid. Okay, that's right. You can't talk. <laughs> it took three hundred pounds of TNT to get the tier one cleared of construction. Jesus. Nice. Uh, Hazard, you missed the Royal Wedding. We covered that in the first ten minutes of the show. Apple turnover genocide sounds awesome. Yeah, I mean, think about it. You can, it's, just, it's all these militaristic like, names being given to food. I'm not really sure when that started. It's like one show has even a modicum of success and you have 5 million people trying to copy off of it. It's horrific. All there is is reality television, even the food channel. I mean, Christ in heaven. Epic Mealtime is a fantastic cooking show, one that I will watch and have watched numerous times. Australia is a penis colony. Yes, I'm aware of that. How does that work? Australians live in the flipping desert. Hey, kangaroos are high and fat, dude. It's a reason why crocodile Dundee is trying to hide out in the States. What the hell's his name? Paul something or other. Paul White or Paul something, I don't know. The hell if I remember. The Apple Turnover Genocide. Yeah, well I mean, come on. like the cookie duel or you know death by chocolate it's just it's i don't nobody cared about swedish mealtime the croc hunter was killed by a stingray yeah what a way to go kataku.com has this one microsoft issuing security warnings there's a shock What a week! First, Sony has a little trouble with its online security, and now Microsoft is issuing warnings about people running phishing scams over Xbox Live. Really? This is just now happening? It's a fairly common thing over online services, but there are obviously enough attempts going on related to a single title at this specific time, in this case, Modern Warfare 2, that Microsoft needed to put a warning about it. It's hardly on the same scale as Sony's prolonged and widespread downtime, of course. But there are suspicions that the two are related, if only because all the attention right now is focused on Sony's service, and it's surely attracting extra scumbags hoping to cash in. And we'll get to the Sony thing. I'm actually kind of putting that off to the second hour, because I think the majority that is going to be in the second hour is going to be Sony. That's going to be our stupid video game moment of the week, right there. This entire abortion of a thing should never have taken place. And of course, another question is, what do we do about it? Or what is Sony doing about it? So we'll get to that. In fact, on a Sony-related note, let's go with this route, since we brought it up. There's nothing to do with the current uh, PlayStation Online nonsense. But Sony reveals PlayStation-certified tablets. <clears throat> Sony revealed two new entries to the tablet space at a press event in Tokyo today. And of notes, since they're both PlayStation-certified, the new Android 3.0 models currently codenamed the S1 and S2 and include the PlayStation certification, allowing the systems to run certain PlayStation 1 games. Okay, I'm trying to think to myself, what the hell kind of game? How would you play a PlayStation game on a tablet? Unless it's like a turn-based war game of some kind. You can now see the models here. One's got, uh, it kind of looks like a DS where it's got two screens, one's one screen like a normal tablet. <clears throat> and gadget sent the photo of Crash Bandicoot running on an S1 because that's exactly how people have been begging to play Crash with the controller buttons mapped onto the screen. This is ridiculous. Better games will come. will surely come, but PS1 ports designed to play with a controller seem hardly that compelling to Sony's new tablets. I'm just looking at it. It's, re- it's retarded. Here, I'm going to put this up. This is from one I'm going to pop this in here. Never mind. None left already ahead of me, as usual. Look at the picture. How retarded is that? On the right side, you've got the you've got the square, the circle, the, the X, and the, you know, the uh, triangle buttons on the left. You have your D-pad. How the hell are you supposed to use that on a tablet? Look, We've had this discussion before, Highlander and Vire and myself, and we all said the same thing, especially me. Tablets will not take over the video game industry as we know it today. If you like playing games like we do, you know, RPGs, first-person shooters, action games, shit like that, so that you don't have to tap the screen for every you know, individual thing you want, Those games are always going to exist because there's always going to be a market. You cannot use a tablet for something like that unless you have something attached to the tablet. On its own, it is not a practical device to play the games that we have been born and bred to play. Bottom line. Martyrdom has decided to show up an hour into the show. Way to go, buddy. Did everybody like Martyrdom's recent article in the newest newsletter that came out on Wednesday? How do you guys like the newsletter, by the way? I I know we're trying to uh, update its delivery. I don't necessarily like it. I know Viar hates it. But for right now, it's a good way to get the content out to you to enjoy. We're already diligently working on next week's issue. If you want to sign up for the newsletter, which I highly encourage you to do so, opinions of the court, go to vtwproductions.com in the show tab, Click on Empress Courts. On the right side, you'll see Join the Newsletter. Well, and there you go, Archbishop, and that's my point. If, you, if it has a port to hook up a controller to it, that's one thing. But at that point, I mean, the tablet's not doing anything the other ones, that other shit already out there can't do, and probably for a lot cheaper. But the tablet in and of itself as a standalone, which is exactly how they're trying to market it, isn't going to work. At least not the way it, it, this is, is being shown. By the way, if you want to get your questions in for the mailbag or you want to get a comment in, uh, do so. We're going to get to it after the uh, top of the hour here, which we're about uh, 50 minutes away. Emperor1g at Cox.net. Again, the mailbag was actually kind of full. A lot of it was stuff that I could have actually, I actually just sent out to people. Not even stuff that needed to be read on the, uh, over the airwaves. I want to hear from Sakani. I'm going to write or read a little later. Huh. This is from Deathformer. He sent me two different MP3s uh, that are some kind of mashup for the mailbag. They kind of laced in feces with death. Really? That's kind of interesting. I actually haven't played it, so I've been sitting on it. I'm going to open it up right now and win app. Let me hear it. Let's see what I... (laughs) That's kind of funny. Actually, you can hear the echo of the death part. I like that. Tech Priest says, on the point of the newsletter, what's the situation about the small Minecraft segment? Well, Tech Priest, the article you sent me for Minecraft uh, was corrupted, which I sent an email back to you telling you. We do want to run like a, a brief, I'm thinking like once every three or four uh, issues. Tech Priest actually had the idea, which I think is a good one, has merit. That gives a brief update about the Minecraft server and what uh, the goings on have been. What they're building, what they're working on, their planned construction, their intent to invade other neighbor servers, what have you. So you need to send that back to me, Tech Priest, and I will make sure it gets in the upcoming newsletter this Wednesday. Spiral says the newsletter is going very well. It's a good way to keep the show going. It's a nice way to kind of branch off and actually get into other topics that we don't get to here. I mean, let's be honest. The three hours we spend doing the show, we can only cover so much. There's a shitload of stuff. We could spend three hours just on the Sony issue alone. Obviously, we're not going to do that. One, because I don't have the voice for it. And two, it's a lot more fun when I have somebody else to uh, bank off of. Shriggs says we could use it to get in topics the show didn't have time for. Exactly right, Shriggs. It just helps to expand the franchise, as it were. So when I go to sell this bitch in a couple years, I can sell the whole kit and caboodle. Here's the show, here's the podcast, here's the newsletter. Make me an offer. True story, that actually did happen some years ago. Uh, Back in the day when we were running Clan1g.com, before it became .NET, I was approached by a company... I can't go into uh, this is kind of a story time with Emperor. I can't really go into the, the name of the company that was part of the agreements when it didn't pan out that they made a pitch, because at the time ClawinG.com was huge, huge. We're talking 30, 40, 50,000 hits a day. And that was a clan site. Now granted, we were running uh, we were doing five shows a day um, I'm sorry, f- five shows a week, one every day. They were doing play-by-play. I did two of them. We had three other casters. Then we added one on, on Saturdays. So we had six. We did this for uh, months and uh, a couple of years. We had exclusive replays for all the big players on U.S. East and Warcraft 3. It was a great time. It was a boom town for us. And I was approached by a game company to... Actually, I was approached by two. I was approached by WarcraftReplays.com at the time. The, the current owner at the time wanted to buy out the competition. And when I said no, that started a, a whole huge feud that's gone on for years and to this day it continues, even though he's long since gone. A lot of people that are still there, though. But there was a corporation that, that it was an online company that approached me, kind of a big one, too, and offered me uh, an X amount of dollars to sell the website as well as the archives of our shows, the archives of our replays, of the forums, everything that came with it, the name, all of it. Yeah, smarter. Than that's correct. Climbing G was amazing in its prime. And it, it's long since gone that way. We just don't have, the, I don't have the time to run it the way I did. That's why I do the show now instead of running a network. And this kind of went on for two or three weeks, and I kept on saying, eh, no, maybe no. And it got up to the point where the amount of money they were offering me just seemed ridiculous. And even Mr. Bim kind of brought it into perspective. She said, think about it. Why would somebody be offering you this much money for your website? For everything that you're doing now, something isn't right here. They obviously have plans to, I mean, no one's going to spend money on buying something unless either A, try and get rid of the competition, or B, they have plans to take yours in a completely different direction. Well, as it turns out, when I approached them and I kind of confronted them, that's exactly what they had intended. They were going to take the claim one uh, com and they were going to, what do they call it, like rebrand it. It was like weird I don't know what it is when you talk to these, these, these corporate types. They always got to use these huge names. Like Rebrandify. And we're going to recertify everything, and we're going to take it in a whole new direction, explore this, that, and the other. It's just like, uh, What it came down to was they were going to destroy, they were going to remove the forums, destroy the community part of it. And at the time, we had 6,000 active forum users, which, for, again, for a clan site was pretty big. And then we're talking 2002, 2003. So even back then, that was pretty good for most websites and those were just registered users. They're going to destroy that. They were going to require that people sign up and pay money, kind of like Warcraft Networks or Warcraft Strategies did, where you would pay a subscription fee every month in order to access the website to get, you know, the replays from the players which they would not pay for. They would not pay the players for the replays. They also had assumed that I would continue to do the shows, the play-by-play, for no payment. That was kind of their big thing. Was and I guess the entire cornerstone was to sell it because of the audio traffic we were bringing in. Because a lot of people weren't doing it at that time. Where you could sync up a replay of a game with a recorded audio and play it. Not to mention the live stuff that we were doing. And they had assumed that myself, Moonrider, Downware, um, uh, Move Zig, and a couple of the other guys that that you know did replays for the sh- for the site would do the same thing. That we would stay on as unpaid employees of this network. Well, of, I don't know if it's a network, but of this this conglomerate, this website, this company, we would continue to do what we were doing. We would not get paid. We would be able to advertise our name, however. We would get exposure to a much bigger website as they spent advertising dollars to, you know, expand the franchise and this that. And the other. I said, you know what? The hell with this. Yes, yeah, martyrdom. We got backstabbed. That's why clan1g.com disappeared. Um, the webmaster at the time was made a pitch by Warcraft Replays, not WC Replays. That's a although it's the same group. They had to shut down because they sold WarcraftReplays.com to a different guy. Who was going to completely automate it? And they ended up shutting it down. He fired all the staff. Because the staff were a bunch of assholes, and they still are to this day. That has never changed. But they went to our webmaster and said, who had an idea, he wanted to make a, a World of Warcraft related website, wowmaelstrom.com is what he called it. And said, Listen, if you promise to take down clan1g.com, wipe it out. Take it down and wipe it out. We will pay the startup funds for you to have WildMailStream.com. We will get you a beta key to get into the game. And we'll make you staff of Warcraft Replays, which is a big website. It's like 100,000 some kind of registered users. It was one of the premier places to go through at, at, during Warcraft 3's Prime. That's why they didn't like us. Because we had a corner. We had the market cornered on all the U.S. East Replays. They had to get them from our website. Yes, it's slave. Basically, it was slave labor. But hey, we, got to ex- we were able to expose ourselves. Yes, I know. That. I'm good. I'm glad to see IRC is starting to fill up. Basically, what they were trying to say is that we could actually you know, make money off of our names down the road by kind of parlaying our fame into something else. And my argument was look, was, look, everybody already knows who I am. That's why they come to the site to begin with. Anybody who thinks they're going to make money off of this thing or some kind of career, you're fooling yourselves. There are very, very, very few people that are ever actually able to make a living off this. And you got news for it. It's not indefinite, folks. This is fickle. It's cool to do it for a hobby. and we do bring in uh, some dollars here to pay for our expenses. But if you think you're going to make a job out of this, you are deluding yourselves. There are a handful of people I know who have been able to make some dollars off this and keep themselves afloat. But actually parlay it into a, a paid career that you can live off of and and kind of expand in life, I, I don't know of anybody. I think Total Biscuit is probably the only person I know personally who's done very well for himself, I mean, all things considered. So blowing smoke up my ass and trying to tell me, which, of course, then I had to parlay over, or not parlay, but explain to the other broadcasters that, hey, we're basically getting to keep working on the same site we already do, doing the same work so that somebody else can profit from it. But, hey, if their advertising works, we can expand our name recognition and parlay that into something down the road. So uh, although I really, really like the amount of money they were offering, even to this day, I'm a little surprised I turned it down. Uh, I did turn it down. I said, no, I'm not going to you know, Shanghai the entire website, lie to the community, forced them to pay for a monthly subscription. It was like 5 bucks a month to get, you know, uh, exclusive content, which was my audios, uh, Movesix audios, Downwear's audios, as well as, you know, these replays, which they were not going to play the payers for. Now, granted, you really can't buy the replays from somebody. It, it's Blizzard's, you know, property. And it really got to the point where, I mean, people were just ripping of the replays off of our website anyways. You would just download the replay and then go upload it to your own website. People did it all the time. You would just have to go to and download, you know, our show first. That's all. We just got first crack at it. Martim says Total Biscuit and Day 9 do it. But there yeah, are two the premier names in casting. Hell, I put myself among them as far as skill goes. But Martim says, well, the IGN Pro League, he TV probably doubled or tripled his income in his desk job. But again, Martin, I got to ask: Is that sustainable? Now, I'm not about to, to jump into Total Biscuits' uh, uh, finance. It's none of my damn business. You know, he's never told me what he makes. I never ask. And I'm glad the guy is uh, doing well. I have very high opinion of Total Biscuit. I always have. He and I get along very well, and I'm glad he's having success at it. But again, is it sustainable? I don't think it is. Well, you know what? I take that back. Maybe in Europe he has a better chance than he does here in the States. I guess I'm, I'm kind of looking at this with blinders on. I'm only really looking at it from an American standpoint because we have nothing over here that's even remotely close. G4, I guess, would be the closest thing to, to any kind of, of gaming-related. And as we all know, that network is struggling to stay afloat right now. And their content, as far as video games go, now that I have G4 and I'm able to watch it on a regular basis, is pretty shitty. I'll tell you what's on G4 all the time when I'm watching, any time of day. It's either reruns of Cops or it's Seattle Jump City. What the hell either one of those have to do with video games, uh, internet culture, or geekdom? I have no damn clue. So, yes, but, I mean, ultimately, the, the moral of the story is I did not take the deal. I didn't take the money. The website in, uh, inevitably got shut down anyways because the douchebag, Silk was his name. It's Jeremy Totten, I think his name was. Backstabbed us, went over to Warcraft Replace, shut down our website, gave us no warning, shut it down, deleted it, and sure enough, they pointed up the money. He built his wildmaelstrom.com, which is supposed to be the one-stop shop for all your World of Warcraft needs. And it died. Much like every other website that's ever tried fucking me over. Good luck, have fun gaming. Wild Maelstrom. The Warcraft Network. Uh, what was that one guild site they made? Well, I kicked all the WoW players to the curb. So 112 WoW players I banned. Mass banned. Nonetheless, Thank you, OMG. Um. Damn it. What the hell was that one guild site? Oh, they were going to run this big. Oh, that was the big thing they kept on telling me. Well, we're going to run this with the council. We don't need somebody at the top calling all the shots. We know better. We'll make new bylaws for the clan. I said, okay. Banned, banned, banned. Good luck. I said, I'll give you two weeks to use the forums here at 1G to go ahead and set up your new website and get the fuck off. They lasted a month and a half before their internal arguing imploded and they blew up. It was glhfgaming.com. I believe it was. Yeah, tackle the show Ninja Warrior. The only reason I didn't watch G Four anymore—that's two shows—and they don't air. I don't do they air every day. I don't think I've 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 seen Ninja Warrior like once. I really need a pair of scissors. Still trying to get this thing. Ah, hell with it. Ah. Uh. Dina you know, says, I want Amp to do a whole show in this Kermit voice. Yeah. This is Kermit the Frog coming to you live from Cleveland, Ohio. And now Highlander. Yay! Yeah! No, I, I, I can't do that for more than a couple of seconds. That hurts. Baron is the one that does all the cool invitations. Yes, yeah, the Baron Blitz, correct. Well, there you go, my If they're not airing every day, then what the fuck are you going to watch on G4? Invent some new material. Hell, call me. I'll do a show for you. I'm full of ideas. Hell, if I can't think of something, Goomba Boy will. That guy's got more ideas than anybody I've ever met. I've been leeching off him for a week. Actually, I had some awesome discu- discussion topics that he gave me, and I got no one to discuss it with. Thanks, Goomba, Dick. Just as I was giving you some props. Kermit casting. I could try. Does does it really sound like Kermit? Because my Ray Romano sounds exactly like my Kermit, and it drives Mystic Mim of a wall. She hates it. Deborah, get out of the shower. Oh, she hates that. (laughs) Dennis is gonna get a private show imp? (laughs) Yeah wink all right folks we're at the top of the hour seven o'clock eastern center time We've got an hour to go we're going to eight o'clock this evening if you want to get on the mailbag now is your time we'll hit it up at the uh after the top of the hour emperor1g at cox.net get your email in now while you can no i don't know what happened to our website i i don't even know if they're back does anyone even care how uh, about this? If you have a website on the internet and no one goes there, is it still, <laughs> does it make a sound? Does, does it register a hit? No kidding. Huh. Anyways, folks, Emperor1GCox.net. Get your emails in now. The email bag uh, after the top of the hour. Also, we have the Super Video Game Over the Week coming up. It's my own. It should come as no surprise to anybody. Uh, what else we got here? We have to do the uh, VTW Fantasy Baseball update so people know where we are. I'm, excuse me on that, and I wouldn't dare miss that one. I've got to tell you exactly where everybody stands. Okay. Uh, that pretty much wraps it up for right now, folks. We're going to go to break. We'll be back in about uh, 10, 12 minutes, so keep it right here. Warning. This show is intended for a mature audience only and may contain harsh language, trans fats, live news, and derogatory <laughs> comments about your mother. Those who are easily offended or have no sense of humor are encouraged to turn off the show now. Death. Parental discretion is advised. You're listening to the Emperor's Court here on BTW Productions. Get down on your knees. I know I would. And you dig it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're back here at the Emperor's Court on First World Productions, VTWProductions.com. I am your host, the Emperor, joined in studio by no one. We're flying solo this evening, and it's time for the mailbag. So Emperor1G at Coxland, anytime you want to get your emails read on the air, here we go. The post office delivered your hate mail to the house again. Anything worth looking at? No, just the usual death threats, letter bombs, and human feces. You always make it sound worse than it is. How do you know it's human feces? All right, let's uh, head to the tape. And then we're going to do an update here on the VTW Fantasy Baseball League and give you the rundown as to who's in first, who's in last, and everything in between. All right, uh, this being sent in from. Let's go all the way back here. New mailbag intro, I got that. Imp, since you and Highlander both are fans of the genre of video game music, I wanted to get your opinion on a podcast I've been doing that features game music and remixes. Check it out if you care enough to send constructive criticisms, it would be appreciated. PS is not my real hair on the logo. Thanks, Sakani. Sakani actually sent me an iTunes artist and website about a uh, a show he's doing a podcast on video game music. Now, as we covered last week, uh, the Grammys are actually now giving some attention, finally to video game music and give it kind of its own category. At least it's tying into other things. It's a start. It's a step in the right direction. But I think it's kind of cool. I have not actually had a chance to listen to it. Um, Actually, you're the third person who has a podcast they're working on that they have submitted to me to me to look at or listen. I'm pretty anal about this kind of thing. I will always listen to your podcast that you put up there, and I will get constructive criticism. However... It has come to my, you know, it's been my experience lately, in the last year or so, when giving constructive criticism, that some people sometimes think that I act as a know-it-all. Well, look, and I'm not saying it's one of them, I'm simply saying, look, if you're going to ask me, someone who's been doing this for many, many, many years, to give you some tips, they are just that, tips. You don't have to follow them, you don't have to do them. I'm assuming if you're asking for my honest-to-God opinion and for tips to make your show better, it's because you acknowledge the fact that I'm someone who's done this before, and you're going to take what I say to heart. Now, to be quite honest, the one that got mad at me is the one I told me it was absolutely horrible, I had no business doing radio, and why would you waste my time in this? But that's besides the point. Absolutely, Sakani, I will listen to it and give you your feedback. Uh, this one from Mr. Colbert. Hello, Imp. You yell for emails, and here I answer the call. How do you feel about Portal 2? I really enjoy it. I always love the Half-Life world. My opinion is kind of biased in this fact. I curious. I curious. C-U-R-I-O-S. I I curious. What do you guys think about it? Also, how do you feel about the Game of Thrones on HBO? Off topic. If you really like Game of Thrones, then you would like The Name of the Wind by Patrick Rothfuss. Here's the author's website. Uh, Second one first. I love the Game of Thrones, the uh, novel series. I'm still kind of pissed uh, at uh, R. Martin for not finishing and continuing, although I've heard rumors to the effect that the next book will be out in July. And I'm sure the only reason it's coming out is because of the TV show now on HBO. I have watched the first 14-minute little trailer that they had for the first episode of the Game of Thrones. That is all that I have seen. Everybody I've talked to for the most part has said that they have liked what they've seen. Look, HBO doesn't misstep when they do a TV show. They just don't. Uh, bottom line is they, they've always done well. They're, it's a routine thing that they're constantly, you know, whether it's Sopranos or it's Tudors or Rome or whatever, they always do a phenomenal job. So I have no reason to believe this would be anything different. I have not had a chance since I don't have HBO. I would have to watch it online. I have not had a chance to. Uh, Gumball Boy sent in this, says, okay, so, many, so maybe more an article for zombie fans than game fans, but let's face it, shoot them in the head does seem to be the universal approach to any monster, no matter how complex or nuanced that should be. And he sends me an article from Escapist Magazine uh, about how games get zombies wrong. And it basically breaks down, if we have time later this evening, before the show's over, we'll get to this one. I've got it pulled up. But it's from Escapist Magazines, and it's all about how th- you know video games get zombies wrong, and it's by uh, Chuck Wending. And it kind of gives a rundown as to how they should kind of portray zombies and how you get rid of them. You know, they're not necessarily the, the you know, brain munching thing of. Sorry, I had to yawn mid. That oh, was a professional. Not just, you know, chopping brains, they actually got purpose. From XD, did you know that you can buy Final Fantasy VII from the PlayStation Network for PS3 or PSP and use old save data with a PlayStation 2 memory adapter? I did not XD, but did you know this? You can't do anything right now because the Sony PlayStation Network is fucking down again. It remains down. But that's coming up. Hale, hoping to find a job in Texas. No luck. Master Magic Weave, driving back to Ohio as I write this. Also, listen to your show via a rigged laptop. If you still are looking for people to bring in for the marathon show, I'd like to help. Are you still looking for people to play the massive tabletop game? I'd also like to give that a go. Always, uh, as always, God bless, Master Weave. The massive tabletop game he's referring to is Empires in Arms. Or Empire, yes, Empires in Arms, which is an old board war game from Avalon Hill that uh, Highland and I have taken a spin at before. And since we actually have room in the war room, we've actually discussed this recently about doing it, uh, about re-creating uh, the game and, and kind of going at it. It's just right now it's a time crunch. With him in a new job, that only makes things worse. Also from XD... Amp. Me and my friends are working our own, are making our own radio show. By the way, XD, you really got to work on your uh, your sentence structure and your paragraph structure because it sucks. And I understand you're emailing from your PSB, but come on. Our show, A R E, our show is called Chaos Radio. We're recording on an MP3 player recorder for now, and then we are somehow get a lot of money. And our names are Black, White, Gray, Red, and Brown. I'll email you one of my shows so you can listen to it if you want to play it on the air. They scan there two minutes long. PS the picture is the MP3 player we're using. I'm emailing on my PSP. It's an actual MP3 recorder, like uh, a digital recorder of some kind. So, yeah, actually, it's on the long. Again, the caveat is, uh, You get what you asked for. And here it is. Actually, he just now, he just sent it. Literally just now. It's a WAV file. It's 503 kilobytes. So I wonder how big it is. Uh. I don't know. I guess we'll find out. Martin says the HBO series is pretty fantastic. Oh, I'm not surprised. Goomboy says the second name in the book of the Wind series just came out. Uh, well, I got to you know question exactly how awesome it is. Dina says she found a copy of a BattleNet Two Edition Warcraft Two Battle Edition uh, CD key. Well, that's fine. Unfortunately, I need the game too because you know the one I got right now isn't going to work. CDK included they probably wouldn't pull shenanigans because they have a 100% feedback rating. Let's take a look at this thing. 467 sales. Now, you've got to be careful with that because that is a Battle of 2 edition. Okay, let's check out this. Hang on. They've got many neutral comments. Neutral to me is the same as negative. Neutral, the second disc was scratched and could not play through the last boss. Well, that's kind of a, That would be a negative to me. If you can't play the game, then what the hell? Whenever you look at an eBay uh, auction, do you guys immediately go, I don't care about how many positives they got. I only care about how many negatives and how many neutrals they have, and for the reasons. They can have 5,000 positives. They've got 30 negatives I'm not buying from. Here's the neutral. Shipped on time and good price, but game keeps skipping all the time. It's very frustrating. Okay, so another shoddy product they signed out. I don't know, Dina. We'll have to take a look to see how much this thing's selling for. That's that's Uno uh, that's the 25 bucks. They can suck my ass for half that price. I paid 25 bucks. Or would I? Let's see what else they got out here. Battle that. Of course, you know, I could buy this thing and only find out that it does not work on, on Windows 7. Here's a brand new edition, but it's from us. it's an Australian version. <laughs> Uh, there's a Mac version, which nobody wants. Here's one for twenty-one dollars. Here's for ten bucks. Hmm. There's a Battle Edition VGC. Uh, that's the United Kingdom. Nothing ever came. Never. Nothing ever good came out of the United Kingdom. Nothing good ever came out of the United Kingdom. God damn! I'd say it three times. Dina says, "I usually don't use eBay, but got to pay hundred bucks for a brand new one. Fail." Well, I know that. I'll probably end up buying it for twenty-five bucks. I, I mean, suppose they can get it working. Because there's a there's this weird thing. If you go on YouTube and you search for like Warcraft Two gameplay, they've got like online battles. That some Russian group. There's like a Russian battle or something that's out there you can get, and you can play for free. But it's only online battles, and you have to use, like, a Russian logging to get onto the battle net for some reason. It's, like, some kind of weird hack version. Not all the colors work. Not all the sound works. You got to do all this weird stuff. Breaking news. Libyan officials say Qaddafi's son has been killed in a NATO airstrike. Oh, what a shame. Darn. Darn. I guess I won't complain about that million-dollar missile we just sent over there. Well paid for. Marcus is one good thing did it come out of the U.K., funny stereotypes. <laughs> All right, I'll give you that. Good to see that IRC finally filled up. It only took an hour into the show before it happened. Note my aggravation, IRC. All right. Uh, let's see. I think that's pretty much it for the marathon show. I'm sorry for the uh, mailbag. So there you go. All right. Now to the meat of the issue. Now keep in mind, folks, we started 10 minutes early. So we're getting out of here 10 minutes, early because i got shit to do. Important stuff. All right, so let's do the uh, Super Video Game Moment of the Week. From across the information superhighway, we have collected the stupidest moments in video game history. (laughs) All right, so this should come as no surprise to anybody what the Super Video Game Moment of the Week is. And it's mine. Usually this is a Highlander segment that he usually writes out, but obviously since he isn't here, I'm kind of punting. But I think this kind of, you know, works. All right, for those who have not been following it, um, Sony has gotten into a bit of a problem this week. Yes, I'm well aware we still have to get the, uh, uh, we'll do the baseball thing. I haven't forgotten. Last week, Sony was allegedly attacked. Not allegedly, but apparently they were attacked by some outside some external hackers. That hacked into the Sony PlayStation network and brought it down from the inside out. Now, originally, Anonymous was thought to be behind this because, as we covered last week, actually the week before last, because we were off for Holy Saturday. uh, Anonymous, God, I need to hang on. Let me grab a a drink here before I get into this. Uh, hmm, Much better. Okay. Originally anonymous was thought to be behind it because anonymous is all bent out of shape because the heavy handed nature, the way uh, PlayStation came down or Sony came down on the guy who hacked the PlayStation three and released the code. So they've been attacking, they've been, you know, denial of service attacks and they attacked the Sony career page and they were or, you know, orchestrating actual live protests to be carried out at Sony stores across the country, what have you. Apparently, uh, this kind of got up in arms when they started attacking the PlayStation Network because the the gamers were saying, look, you're not hurting Sony, you're hurting us. We can't go on and buy games, we can't play games, we can't do what we want to because you're attacking Sony. Find a different way to go after them. So apparently, none of us uh, backed off of their attacks on PlayStation Network, and they went after, like, uh, defacing the careers page on Sony.com or whatever. Well, apparently, the attacks continued... Uh, over the course of several days to the point where Anonymous came out and said, look, we don't know what the hell's going on, but it sure as hell ain't us. We don't know who's attacking you, but we're not the ones. Now, it could be somebody from Anonymous just went rogue and kept on attacking. I mean, that is the nature of the beast. But apparently it got so out of hand that before Sony finally admitted what was going on, a couple things happened. For one, Sony brought down the entire network. They just shut it down on their own and said, look, we know we're being hacked. We're not going to keep it up there so somebody can get into it. We're just going to take it down. You know, Dina says Anonymous usually claims credit when they do stuff like this, which is the reason why I believe them when they say, we didn't do this. I'm sure they started it. I'm sure they were fucking with Sony. But I don't believe they continued after they, you know, backed off of it. They wouldn't turn around and then start it up again and then say, no, we're not behind it. Look, the entire point, the entire power of, of Anonymous is being able to take credit for their shenanigans when and if they do them. There's no point in then turn around saying, oh, it's not us. We're not doing it. They've gone after bigger, bigger. You know, well, not necessarily bigger. But they've gone after huge groups of people before. Somebody isn't the first. So if they were behind, you know, taking down the networks, I'm sure they would admit it. So this is something else. And now they're attacking. If, like the article we, we got a little earlier in the show, if it's to be believed, if it's correct, if the two are linked, somebody is now attacking Xbox Live. Well, Anonymous, other than about in principle, as far as I'm aware, isn't taking any shots of Microsoft and certainly on Xbox, at least right now. So, if you're to believe that they're linked into the same people, then obviously Anonymous can't be doing both. They wouldn't go after Xbox, no point. So Sony takes the whole thing down. They shut down the network for days. This happened, I believe, what? uh, Tuesday of last week? Something like that? So it took the entire network down under the the, uh, uh, comments that they were going to redo their entire net coding, that they were going to institute... You know, new security procedures, and it would be much more stable, much more hacker-proof when it finally did come up. And at first, uh, to be fair and give some credit, the Sony player base, for the most part, was pretty understanding for the first couple days. I don't think anybody really figured that Sony would keep it down indefinitely, which is pretty much what it's been since. I don't even think they're back up right now. Then, the shitball really starts going, and this is why Sony fails. All right, for one, they shouldn't have gone after, I mean, they should have taken care of the hacker. Look, I'm not about to come down on Sony for that. If you're hacking into the system and pirating their shit, you got to expect that eventually the company is going to come looking for you, especially when no one else has been able to crack it. And then you release the information to the world wide web so that everybody else can, you know, do some uh, custom work, some homebrew on their own PlayStation 3. You knew that somebody was going to smack you with, you know, the bitch slap of Justice at some point. I get that. Sony's misstep is when they started bullying YouTube and Google and everybody else, trying to hunt down people's personal information who may have looked at this code off of this guy's uh, you know, YouTube video as well as his web page. That takes it. That's a bridge too far. Now you're in trouble, and now you got to this after you. So now you have a very negative spotlight on Sony, which, let's be honest, has not had a very good spotlight, much like EA, in some time, at least from a gamer's standpoint then it comes out that, oh, by the way, not only did they hack into these accounts, but 77 million users of the PlayStation Network have had their information stolen. Information such as your name, your address, your phone number, your online account name, as well as your credit card number. Because it's associated with your PlayStation Network account. So if one's down, they're both down. And if you stole one, you got the other. That's a huge failure. There are some answers that need, well, I, you know, I questioned that figure, too, and it said $77 Tina said, bitch slap of justice, I'm going to use that at work. <laughs> Feel free. It's the guy on the radio said. I question 77 million users, too, but keep in mind, you could still get stuff off of PlayStation 2. It had online capabilities. And you also had the PSP. So I'm sure that's... He says that's twice the number of the PS3s are sold. Right. But again, PlayStation 2. Um, not to mention, you're also on the PlayStation Network if you bought Final Fantasy XI and played off the PC. And I don't know if it's possible, but I don't know if, if uh, EverQuest 2... Is um, into that? My PS3 would be affected, yes. Well, actually, no, because the only thing I ever bought on the PlayStation Network was the Japanese network, uh, not the American. I used a a um, gift card or a uh, a Japanese pay card. You know, I, I bought one of those. You know, credit cards or uh, what the hell are they called. Damn it. Those, those, you know, you pay for the points card type thing. It's all in yen. Yeah, Mr. Jingle says, some people have two or three accounts, one for US, one for Japan, like I do. I have one for Japan, I have one for the US. So you've got, I mean, you have to take into account that. You also have to take into account, right, SOE, that's EverQuest, Final Fantasy Eleven, the PSPs, PlayStation 2s. Do you need an account to use PlayStation 3? No, I didn't have a PlayStation account until years after I had the uh, PlayStation 3. So no, you don't. So, of course, this has just kind of snowballed since then. The network is still not back up as of today. It's been over a week. But now it's getting a little heated because I know that in Europe, and I haven't been able to follow up on this, but I had read that uh, some European nations, I know the British, are pissed, and they have much more stringent um, anti-business laws over there or pro-customers, whatever way you want to look at it, than we do here in the States. They were going after Sony. But apparently Senator Blumenthal of Connecticut wrote a stern letter to the president of Sony Computer, this is from Escapist Magazine, stating that uh, Sony knew about the breach as early as April the 20th. Sony's failure to promptly disclose that that is a serious fault by the company, and Blumenthal thinks it should now offer insurance for any financial impact of the breach as well as pay the cost of credit card reporting and financial security services for every customer whose vital information was leaked. Well, you know what? You can do that. The problem is it'll be years before we ever see any of that money because because they're calling the question, well, how do you know your information didn't get stuck know it didn't get stolen in the course of you using the web, you know, the internet? Or how do we know that, you know, this is actually stuff that was stolen from you and you didn't buy yourself? Prove it. You'll never see any of that money. Blumenthal writes, when a breach, uh, when a data breach occurs, It is essential that customers be immediately notified about whether and to what extent their personal information uh, has been compromised. I am concerned that PlayStation Network users' personal and financial information may have been inappropriately accessed by a third party. Yeah, no shit, Senator. On top of that, Blumenthal is pissed that we didn't find out about it until today. And today, being at least in the magazine, uh, this is from uh, uh, April 26th. So they've been sitting on this. That's a failure. That's what makes this a stupid video game moment. Not that you got hacked. Not that you had to take your entire network down. But the fact that all this information got pilfered. You didn't say a goddamn word about it and let this go. And now we're all feeling the pinch. Because now everybody's got to freak out and wonder if their information is being sold to some weird Russian guy out in Siberia who's going to make a thousand credit cards in your name and start buying up shit in some kind of weird Ponzi scheme using fake IDs and... Do you know where I'm going with this? Good boy says, you would think Nintendo would push up the release of the next console if possible to siphon off unhappy PlayStation 3, folks. I think they're already rushing it out if they think they're getting it out in fall. For one. But that's a different topic. So there's that. Yeah, see, the Games Magazine has it, the original article about uh, Sony admitting that they're the PSN has lost info. And you know what? And the first thing that Sony said was, well, it's a free service. Fuck that. Battle.net's a free service, too. I've never been worried about my information getting sucked out of it. My bank offers free services to use the bank. I've never worried about losing my information there, either. Dana says she's glad she went with an Xbox. Look, we just covered an article in the first hour. They're already talking about how the, the Xbox being hacked, that they're already attacking Xbox Live to get the information. That shit happens all the time. People getting sucked, you know, getting their, their accounts taken. Still, there, a quote, there is still no ETA for resumption of services, and this was four days ago. But in a new status update, Sony revealed that PlayStation Network and Curiosity user data has, in fact, been compromised and not just your PlayStation Network ID. In other words, not to put a fine point on it, whoever broke into Sony's systems got everything. Everything! At this point, the situation appears to have shifted from a dispassionately amusing debacle to an absolute balls out train wreck. Look, I-, I believe it was Thursday, Sony Entertainment lost 8% of its market share. That's a shot to the crotch, man. In the next two years, you have the next generation consoles getting ready to come out, you got the new Wii launching this year. You've got the new Xbox coming within a year and a half, two years at most. And then whatever PlayStation's got cooked up. People are going to remember this. Xbox Live already beats the ever-loving hell out of PlayStation Network. And it's cost, it actually costs money. This is free. So, of course, the question turns to how are we going to get compensated? And that's an interesting question. I don't even know if we can. I mean, it's a free service to begin with. Do we really? Are we really owed a compensation by Sony for having to put up with this? I was going to release a, uh, a review of Dynasty Warriors Seven for this coming Wednesday because I played through the first player campaign, uh, two of the entire campaigns now, two of the four. The online, this is the first standalone, not specific online Dynasty Warriors they released that has online play, including co-op. I was very much looking forward to actually trying it out. Problem is, I can't do that, because for the last 11 days, there's been no friggin' PlayStation Network. Let me see if I've got, uh, there was something here, I believe Highlander sent it to me, let's see if I can find it. Uh, What does Sony owe us for the PlayStation being down? All right, this is from PC Mag, good website. Uh, This is from Mark Hackman. What does Sony owe us for the PlayStation, uh, for its PlayStation Network outage? Free games, free downloadable content, which apparently is also offered Dynasty Warriors. What do you want from Sony in compensation for its agonizing long PlayStation Network outage? Sony's online network has been down since April 20th, that's 10 days, after it was hacked by an unknown party. Sony has since been sued. That's right, I forgot, out of Washington, D.C., there is a class action lawsuit being started by a gamer who's trying to get everybody to sign on and be on board. Accusing the company of failing to adequately protect, encrypt, and secure its customer data. The suit seeks damages for the data loss and PlayStation Network downtime. That may have been on Sunday's mind on Friday when the company's latest blog post addressed what will happen to customers' save games, data, and other aspects of the gameplay. Okay, I did not hear this. Hang on, let's click on this on the link. I want to see what they're going to say about this shit. Will our download history friends list settings be affected by the downtime? No, they will not. Will trophies that were earned in single-player offline gaming during the outage be intact when the service resumes? Answer, these trophies are intact and will be resynced when the network is up and operational. Will my PS1 or PS Plus cloud saves be retrievable? Yes, they will. What if we have a subscription to PS3 MMOs, DC Universe Online, or Free Realms? Will we get compensation for that? Answer, we apologize for any inconvenience players may have experienced as a result of the recent uh, service interruption. As a global leader in gaming, blah, 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 blah. To thank players for their patience, we will be hosting special events across our game portfolio. We're also working on a make-good plan for players of the PlayStation 3 versions of the DC Universe and Free Realms. To thank players, we'll be hosting special events? Fuck that! That's your compensation? In-game events? Wow! Wow! What a dick slap across the face. That is unbelievable. Folks, if you... Okay, uh, just based on this alone... Uh, hang on, I, I gotta go. Will there be a goodwill gesture for the time we haven't been able to utilize the PlayStation Network or Curiosity? We are currently evaluating ways to show appreciation for your extraordinary patience as we work to get these services back online. Look, Toyota friggin' fell on their sore when their stuff fell apart, when they were getting people killed. Now, I'm not saying that necessarily that's where, how far Sony has to go, but when you tell people your compensation is in-game events... Kiss my ass! I cannot think of another answer that would piss off your player base more than maybe if you said, we will give you no compensation whatsoever. It's a free service. Even if you're paying for these particular games. If I, would be, if I was a, a subscriber of these games, I would be pissed. Special events, exactly, Grubach, does not equal free time. That does not offset real money being paid and not getting back a product. when Blizzard pulled this same kind of shit, their forums crashed under the amount of people screaming for refunds and they all they did was oh we'll give you an extra day at least they gave you something I mean come on folks this is the 2011. Now, maybe it's just an American expectation that a company makes good when they fuck you up the ass that you're going to get something in return for it. Maybe a nice dinner. Maybe a hotel room. Maybe a long relationship. Instead, it's special events. Like what? They're going to put a giant-sized pinata with a hacker sign on it? Say, here, come hit the hacker. Make yourself feel better. What are they going to do, hand out people's information at random? Open up your in-game gift bag. Let's see whose credit card information you got. Maybe if you're lucky you got somebody with a high credit limit. Aw oh, damn, mine's only a hundred bucks. Some guy from Wisconsin. In game events. That is your solution. This is why people don't like you. This is why Xbox sold more units. You have become Electronic Arts 2. People don't like you. They're going to remember this. A free service be damned. People will pay extra for a service that, one, runs better, Xbox Live, and two, has a good chance of keeping your information safe. Six days went by before these bastards came out and said, by the way, people might be buying stuff on your credit cards because they hacked our systems. You may want to call your local bank or credit card company. You think of a country that has continually been slapped by fate, by God, and by Mother Nature over the last year would not continue to fuck with the rest of the world. First Toyota went down, then your whole country. Now Sony, we don't like being screwed with. Zenith, that's a good point. Activision worked damn hard to be the title of Electronic Arts 2. Look, right now, Sony leapfrog in front of Activision on the crap list. Griebog says a free month would not kill them. Uh, Griebog, that's the least they can do right now. You know what? It's not, it's not just a denial of service. It's a denial of service plus the fact that all of your information is now free all over the Internet for anybody to look. Mine, yours, anybody who's ever used a Sony product online. you got to wonder, oh, crap. Did I sign up using my real name, my real address? Did I buy anything online using a credit card? Look, folks, here you go right now. Uh, bottom line. From here on out, don't use your credit card. Don't use a debit card. If you're going to buy anything online, uh, Xbox, uh, friggin' a Wii, anything, go buy one of those disposable credit cards. The cards that come with the points already on them. You can buy at a GameStop. You can buy at Best Buy. Get those. I got like 50 yen still in my PlayStation Network account. My guess is it's gone. Somebody just bought a bunch of Japanese porn and put it up there. Somebody's watching hentai on my dime as we speak. That's my hentai. I want it back. <sighs> yes, it's been a while since I had a meltdown. But you know what? I think it's well worth it. I I think we have a legitimate bitch here. I think all gamers do. Yes, the hentai took more than 6 minutes to watch. <laughs> I forget you. People never forget a thing. Never forget a thing. Two one in the bottom of the sixth. Detroit over Cleveland. Walk off grand slam last night to win. All right, we got to give the uh, the first uh, world fantasy baseball uh, update. Who keeps it All right, cheering. let's take a look at this. Oh, Alright, let me pull it up here. Alright, huh? right. so leading at the top is yours truly, CWG All Stars, the Emperor and Lee with 1,509 points. Woo! This is the first World Fantasy Baseball League in carried on Yahoo Sports. In second place, Jeter's Never Prosper by Highlander, who is uh still not here tonight? In a distant third place, Martyrdom, Martyrs with Falls. Yeah. Uh, 244 points. In 4th place, right behind him, only 3 points off the base. Rampaging read by Varyar. Only 3 points off of martyrdom. they are a good 300 points behind me. I really jumped out. And the last week and a half, I've taken a commanding lead over the 3rd and 4th uh, spots. I think Highlander right now is the only one that can really catch me in the early going. I'm 20 innings over my projected uh, uh, pitching allo- allotment. I want to take a look at that. Martyrdom actually has, has the team. They can catch up. Anything can happen, folks. We're only a month into the season. He's got the lineup. He can easily catch up. And his pitching has gotten much better. He's upgraded his pitching. He's got Bronson Arroyo. He's got Dan Heron. Uh, he's got Fausto Carmona, who's good when he decides not to suck. He's got Ted Lilly. He's got a good relieving core. He's got Kevin Gregg. He's got Soria, Soraya, whatever. He's got Matt Lindstrom, who's guy he's got on the bench for some reason. I'd have him in the pitcher spot, and Ian Kennedy would have in the starting pitcher spot. And rounding out, that's the top four. In fifth place, we got I play we baseball. Sixth is sixteen-inch softball. Seventh is Sekulian. Eighth is Majif's long Sox. Majif was the one who originally created the league. Uh, they're tied for eighth place. That's Majif long socks and Faith and Ignorance. In tenth place, or that would be ninth, it would be scrambles. Uh, in 10th to be legal sombreros, in 11th to be excommunicated pups. And bringing up the rear is the call to Pusser with 900 points. I don't think this player has actually made a single move. I've tried doing a couple trades with them, and they have not responded all this season. So they have um, okay, they have guys in their lineup that aren't even in the majors right now. They're in the minors. He's got guys who are on the disabled list in the starting lineup. So my guess is the call to Pussar is gone, and that's car says he can't change his nickname for some reason. So there is your fantasy baseball update. I'm kicking ass and taking names, as I should be. I wanted to make a second league, but uh, I only want to do a live draft. Unfortunately, live drafts are over for the season, so I kind of got out of that. Marum says I blame Yahoo's shitty customer service for not for me not being able to log in. Well, remember your password next time. Dina says I still don't get the fantasy baseball thing. Well, what don't you get, Dina? Maybe I can explain it to you. Modern says, I haven't touched in almost a month. Wow, that's pretty... Shut up, Goomba. It's fixed. It's not fixed. It's not fixed. I'm just better at baseball. To be fair, half the people who are playing are Europeans who have never played baseball or even heard of the sport. In honor of the royal wedding, how about the test the 10 best video game weddings ever? According to destructoid.com. Coming in at number 10, Cecil and Rosen, Final Fantasy IV. I remember that way back when. Cecil, the main character from the masterpiece Final Fantasy IV, is a paladin. Is Prince William a paladin? Did William overcome darkness by literally climbing a mountain, defeating evil, the evil version of himself? Did he t- travel into a dangerous desert cave, rip a jewel out of a subterranean beast's belly? To save his wife from a terminal illness? Oh, he did? Well, more power to you. Alexander and Kasima from King's Quest VI. There's a blast. I haven't played... Oh, but King's Quest VI with PC. That's, that's old school. Number uh, seven, Bowser and Peach in Super, Mario, Super Paper Mario. Never played that one. Uh, apparently, he kidnapped and forced Peach to marry him. So I guess that's kind of like rape in a way. It's not rape, it's a surprise wedding. Uh, Dean, I didn't know there's that many either. Uh, blue square plus pink square. and uh, this uh, After playing Ron, Rod Humble's interactive art piece, The Marriage. That's completely moved by the beautiful and touching wedding between the blue square and the pink square. Sale 9,000 plus Nenny Anigasaki. This is the douchebag who married his, uh, his dating sim, the Nintendo DS, the Love Plus. He actually married it. I was hoping he would later be assassinated. Uh, Merrill and Johnny in Metal Gear Solid 4, Guns of the Patriots. A uh, perfect example of it is at the end of Metal Gear Solid 4, Guns of the Patriots for PlayStation 3. After a climatic battle that is one part exhausting and all other parts badass, the game ends with an out-of-nowhere wedding on a massive runway between fan-favorite Merrill and true-love Johnny. All right, Vivian Quinta from Final Fantasy Nine. I did remember this one. I wish it never happened because I hated this game. At one point in Final Fantasy IX, the main character and his party have to pass through a village of dwarves to reach a place called Sanctuary. In order to get there, though, two members of the party must get married. So then, of course, there's a bunch of different um, interactions you can have, different characters marrying each other in the game, depending on actions done throughout the game. LeChuck and Elaine in the Secret of Monkey Island. <clears throat> The bridesmaid's strategy. I've never played Monkey Island. So apparently you have to get married and there's a ghost captain of a ship, some kind of pirate. Boy and girl in Harvest Moon. I never played Harvest Moon games, which is a shame because I think I would really like them. Uh, so I was researching, this is the article the, from the writer's standpoint. As I was researching what goes into the beginning, married and having a lovely wedding in the game, I was surprised by how, much, how well it works. You must expand your house at least once in order to get a matronial bed, matrimonial bed. After marriage, the player's activities are severely curtailed. He is expected to come home by a specified time. When the player has both house upgrades he is mar- and is married to his wife for 20 days, his wife has high enough affections toward him. She will get pregnant later, giving birth in the farmhouse. Wow. Don't play Harvest Moon, because that sucks. Too close to real life. Valentina and Booster in Super Mario RPG: Legend of the Seven Stars. Remember, this is the top ten video game weddings, not all of them, just the top ten. So another Super Mario. I never played our Mario RPG. At the end of Super Mario RPG, however, villains Booster and Valentina decide uh, to look past their unsuccessful attempts at defeating Mario and move on to better things. During the classic game's ending, both quirky villains are seen getting married in the Mary Moore Chapel. No kidding. Martin says, Final Fantasy was the last bit of good Final Fantasy design and has the best soundtrack of any Final Fantasy, minus six. Final Fantasy IX was an abortion of a game. I Look, the next person I talked to that liked it will be the first. That, I mean, it blew donkey dick. It was that bad. It was horrible. The wedding in WoW was pretty awesome. No, it's not. Although I believe, I, in fact, I did a project on this. When I was in college, it was the first year the World of Warcraft came out. Um, about a wedding that took place in Korea, I think it was, where the bride and groom met through WoW, dated through WoW, and got married in real life, and then had their characters get married in game. And actually, had a priest log into a borrowed character to do the whole, you know, wedding vows and all that in game. Martyrdom, this just proves that you don't know anything about games. Secret of Mana, Secret of Evermore, those had weird soundtracks to them. I've got those. Those were okay. Final Fantasy IX was a horrible game. We're all agreed. Moving on. So there are the top ten video game weddings. Well, folks, it's now eight o'clock, five two. I gotta get out of here. Um, we had another Borderlands wedding proposal. I was gonna get to. Unfortunately, I'm kind of running out of time. I gotta jet. Uh, I'm really behind because a lot of stuff I wanted to do yesterday I didn't get a chance to because I was you know fucking migraine wouldn't go away it's my, I still got a headache it's just not like it was Thursday and Friday was, I couldn't even look at a computer screen it's horrible alright let's wrap this thing up alright what we learned today well we learned that Sony is being run by a bunch of douchebags who don't care about their player base we learned that nobody outside of England gave a damn about the royal wedding and even there a lot of people didn't care we learned there are apparently 10 games that have a in-game wedding, apparently. We learned that I can get a uh, CD key, hopefully unused, of Warcraft 2, the Battle End Edition, off of eBay. I will look into this. We've learned that the marathon show will be May 28th, from noon to 1230 at night. That's going to suck. I just did two hours. My throat's already hurting. Uh, we learned Highlander got a new job. Information to come uh, later, at a later time, once we find out. I want to thank everybody for tuning in. Those of you uh, who actually showed up in IRC, which filled out nicely. I want to thank you. If it wasn't for you, we wouldn't be doing this. I want to thank none left, our show contributor and IRC bitch, for sending along the articles. Highlander did send along, send along a few, although he was not able to be here. Uh, thank Goomba Boy for sending in a bunch of articles as well, and some topics of which I wanted to discuss, but I kind of need a roundtable to do that. I want to thank GnomeWise for putting up the podcast for us. We want to get around to editing it. Well, I appreciate uh, that. Let's see. I want to thank our sponsors, Ventrilo, uh I'm sorry, Typefrag fragmentual servers. We at Clan Imperial Guard use them. You should too. And audio, audible books. Audible, audio books. Whatever. Get them. They are great. Or so I am told. Don't forget our homepage, Clan1g.net, home of Clan Imperial Guard. At some point, I'm sure we're going to find a game we're going to get into. I just don't know what that'll be or when. Let's see. Is there anything else I am forgetting? Happy birthday to Digit again, by the way. Join us on Twitter, Empress Court. Look us up. And also join us on Facebook, and also on Empress Court. Archbishop says, and before you jet out, check the most recent Balance Break page. I already did. I believe I actually posted in response to it that as Archbishop Shriggs has a comic going involving the website or the show called Balance Break. Check it out. vtwproductions.com in the Empress Court forums. Also, sign up for the newsletter. Go to vtwproductions.com. At the top, you'll see Show tab. Click on that Amherst Court on the right. Sign up for our newsletter. The Opinions of the Court goes out every Wednesday. You can also find the older versions, the older uh, editions, so you can catch up and find out what you've missed. Uh, Shriggs, I made the comment that was anybody else expecting me to start chucking cans of Pepsi when he mentioned beating down some high school punks instead of grabbing a Warhammer and just going to town. I like where this is going. There's some nice buildup. Got to be some payoff soon, though. All right, folks, bad manners, the better than no manners at all. class, classy, internets, and I'll see you all next week, regular time, hopefully with our regular show hosts. So long, everybody.